Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast, where you get real and practical advice on how to go from wearing boots to wearing a suit. We've got you covered on advice from writing resumes to killing it in an interview. Be sure to check out this podcast and more at transitionvetcoach.com. And now your host, former Navy Lieutenant Pat Bergstresser. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. This is your host, Pat Bergstresser. We are back with another episode here on the podcast. Right now, we're in the middle of the interview series. So the, the first episode that we did on the interview series was overviewing how we recommend you approach the interview process. Um, and, you know, in the military, everything is about planning. We plan for plans. We have meetings to plan for other meetings. Uh, we're expert planners. And as much of a pain as that was on active duty, it's going to pay dividends here because really what it boils down to when you're getting ready for these interviews is preparation. And so that that's really the strategy here. Uh, in the overview podcast, we talked about the eight particular steps and aspects of the interview that you need to prepare for and you need to think about. And the first one was attitude. And so that's what this whole episode is going to be about is how to to develop the right attitude, how to be in the right mindset and the right space mentally before you go into that interview so that you're presenting yourself in the best way possible. And not that you're pretending to be someone you're not, but that you're just putting yourself in the right mindset to put your best foot forward, to show them what you're all about without coming off as too military and without make without the person you're interviewing with think that you're not ready to get out. And so what it's all about, in order to present the right attitude, you have to prepare. And so we're going to talk about some of the steps you can take uh, to make sure that you're prepared before you go in the interview. Because if you're prepared, if you have everything in your head that you need to know, if you've thought through everything, there's nothing that they can throw at you that's going to throw you off. And you're going to be able to, to smartly and intelligently articulate what you're trying to say uh, and, and do it in a way that's genuine and really look for and look for those opportunities in the conversation to connect with the person you're interviewing with rather than trying to remember what you're supposed to say. If you're so focused on what you need to say or what you're supposed to say or how you're supposed to say it and you know, do I need to check my hair again or does you know, did I did I shave this morning or did I do that or does my tie straight? If you're thinking about all that all that kind of stuff, you're not going to come off in your best way possible and you're going to lose that opportunity to connect with that person you're interviewing with. And so that's why preparation is important. And so we're going to talk about some of the ways you can prepare and some of the things you should focus on so that you have those in your back pocket, you've thought about them, you've put your rights, you've put your, yourself in the right space mentally for this interview, and you can go out there and crush it. The first place to start is, is the company that you're interviewing with. You, you might think that this is common sense, but you'd be surprised how many people come into an interview and they don't even know what the company does. You know, my last job, I worked at a manufacturing company and we manufactured shingles and somebody came into the room and they thought we built houses. And so it was very clear that they hadn't researched us. And, you know, that's not going to tank an interview, but very little of what you do in an interview is going to tank it. It's it's the accumulation of positives and negatives. And, you know, when you come in and you don't even know what the company does, that's not, especially right off the bat, that's not the way you want to start. And so it really starts with researching a company. And it's not so much about just going to their website and that's it. It's also figuring out, you know, what do they sell? Uh, what kind of problem do they solve? Are they a public or private company? If they're public, you can get a lot of financial information on them because public meaning you can invest in them. So a lot of their financials are available publicly. Are they a big company, small company? There's pros to big companies. There's cons. There's pros to small companies. There's cons as well. Uh, how long have they been around? Are they a new company, old company? 
Uh, you'll also, you know, if you just go to news.google.com and search the company's name, you'll see what kind of news is out there about them. And you can see, do they have any controversial stories, any interesting stories? A lot of times that's a little bit more topical and looking into articles about them can give you an idea of what kind of questions you want to ask during the interview, which is another aspect of the preparation that we'll talk about. But news articles are a really great way to see what's going on with that company uh, lately and what's what's going on in the past couple of weeks. And you know, as you're doing this research, go ahead and start taking notes, uh, you know, in your notepad or something, your wheel book, as we called it in the Navy, so that you have these notes later when you're thinking about what questions you want to ask. And we'll talk about this later, but but having questions for the company that are specific and not just how do you like it there, but something more specific uh, really shows your genuine interest and shows that you've that you've prepared. It shows that you care. It shows that you're actually interested in the company. You're not just interviewing because you're supposed to or someone told you to or someone hooked you up. Next, so the next step is researching who you're going to interview with. Most of the time, you can if they don't tell you who you're interviewing with ahead of time, they typically do. But if they don't, you can find out. Typically, there's some sort of HR rep that's kind of coordinating and facilitating setting up these interviews. And you can just ask them, hey, who am I interviewing with? And if they know, they will tell you. Uh, all you need is a first and last name. Everything else is is gravy. And so what I would recommend is if you, you know, I've, I've said multiple times on the podcast, you need a LinkedIn account. So if you don't have one, go create one. Um, and, and then you want to do some LinkedIn creeping. Now, when you are searching for other profiles on LinkedIn, the default setting is to show the people you're looking at that you looked at their profile. Most of the time, I mean, generally, I make sure mine is set. If you go into the settings, you can change that to where they can't see who looked at their profile. They might get an, they might be able to see someone looked at it, but they won't get a lot of detail as to as to how uh, as to who looked at them. It's not the worst thing in the world though if they know that you are creeping on them because if they see that someone was link- looking at them on LinkedIn and the next day that person's interviewing with them, that shows that person interviewing you that you were trying to prepare and you're trying to look them up, you're trying to be prepared. Uh, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, I've had people say they looked me up the night before and they saw I have this podcast, right? And so uh, nothing wrong with that. It just shows they're, they're genuinely researching and trying to be prepared. And so... Yeah, you don't really need to worry about that 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 privacy setting. Uh, if you want to change it, you know I have, but you don't need to. It's not the worst thing in the world. Now, when you're looking at your profile, when when you're looking at their profile, you know you don't need to go like background search weird with it. All you're trying to look at is what school did they go to, uh, how long have they been at the company. Uh, how many roles have I had there? Any interesting roles? Are they senior? Are they junior? Um, have they worked at other companies? Uh, stuff like that, maybe where they're from. You're just looking for something that's interesting, that you find interesting about them, that you can, uh, again, help you develop a question for them or just help you get a, a feel for what kind of person they are. Um, because ultimately, they're a person. They work for this company and they fill a particular role and they do whatever, but ultimately they're a human and a person and you're you're going to try to find a way to connect with them. That's the ultimate goal. Now, doing this kind of research is more important than the actual research itself, because doing this is going to help you build confidence. And we talked about, I talked about that at the outset. This kind of research uh, gives you the information you need to be successful, but it also helps you feel more comfortable. Even though you didn't meet the person, you at least maybe saw a picture of them on LinkedIn, or, or if their picture is hidden, at least you saw some information about them. Uh, you know, researching the company, you, you know, you have an idea of what's going on. They don't expect you to know that much about them. 
so, so anyway, you know, just having some familiarity with that company is, is, is important and it helps you build some confidence, not, not just from a sense of in your own, in, in your own head, but it helps you project that confidence too. Cause that will come through if you feel confident and, 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 and you project that in, in the way that you're discussing and having conversations with the person you're interviewing with. So as veterans, we naturally have a little bit more confidence than the average person. Uh, and, you know, I think, it, it, you know, anybody who's been through boot camp or uh, basic training or whatever, you know, you called it in your service, um, that's really one of the big things that they want you to take away from, from boot camp, perhaps uh, with the Marines more than, more, than, more than anyone else. I think anybody who's worked with Marines knows that they have uh, quite the high level of confidence. And so as veterans... We have that benefit, right? We're, there, you'd be surprised in the private industry, if you're not already in the private industry, you'll be surprised how, how much of a, a lack of confidence there is out there and, and how people just don't naturally have that confidence that you have and you had to have to be successful. We all know on active duty, confidence goes a long way when you're dealing with other people, whether they're in your unit or they're in an adjacent unit, you're trying to get something done. People come off confident and control a, a meeting or control a conversation tend to, to get what they want and, and tend to get things done. Uh, and so that, that confidence can help you here. Now, having said that, do not be type A or alpha. And honestly, like, don't even get me started on this alpha bullshit. I've had, uh, I've seen veterans talking about how to be alpha and how being alpha is like cool or it's tough or whatever. It's complete bullshit, quite frankly, in my opinion. Um, people who spend their time talking about being alpha are the opposite of alpha. But anyway, the bottom line is in this interview, don't be type A. Even if you are naturally that way, find a way to tone it down because it will absolutely hurt you. They are not looking for you to be in the military. They're not looking for you to be tough. They're not looking for any of that. They're looking for you to do a job. They're looking for you to fill a specific role they need, and they don't need the attitude, uh, that, that over-the-top over attitude that comes with people who are, who are really confident. And so they want to hire someone who can work independently and can get things done and, can, and knows they're able to get things done and know how you know know that they could be assigned a problem that they don't instantly know the answer to but are confident enough to work to to getting uh, the solution. But what they don't want is someone who is projecting this ridiculous type A, I can do anything, I'm the best. That is not what they want to see. And I've seen that in the military plenty of times. Now is the time, if you are that type of person, to shut that off because it is not going to work. Now, having said all of this, there's nothing wrong with being gregarious, with being uh, sociable, with being personal, or uh, with being extroverted. Uh, even if you're even if you're not naturally extroverted, there's nothing wrong with projecting some extroversion in this in this interview. And what that really comes with is smiling. So uh, people in the military, I mean, you know, it's really easy to be in situations when you're downrange or you're deployed or whatever, and you know nobody feels like smiling. Now is the time to find a way to get into a positive headspace so you can smile because smiling is something that just naturally connects with other people. And smiling is contagious. How many times have you seen somebody smiles at you, you smile at them back, or you smile at someone, they smile back. Smiling is contagious, and it sets a really good positive tone, and there's just something about it that people like. You know, I've been in interviews when people come in, and if they come in and they're smiling, it just makes me like them more. I'm like, hey, I like this guy, or I like this girl. And so 
I'm not saying fake smile. I'm not saying go in there with like that second grade soccer picture cheese smile where it's like fake showing your teeth so that your mom would be happy that you smiled for the picture. So if you're not great at smiling, like figure out what's a natural smile to you. Some people's natural smile is huge. Some people's is not. Uh, Just a natural smile is all that matters. It goes a long way. And, you know, as silly... As silly as it sounds, like practice in the mirror the night before. Practice with your spouse. Ask them what looks natural uh, or your friend or your cat or whatever. But, But focus on the fact that you might have to think about it too. When you walk into that room, smile. Some people naturally smile when they meet other people. But not everybody does. I don't. I am very much an introvert. And so when I meet other people, I don't always smile. And so when when I was getting ready for interviews, I had to remind myself like, hey, as soon as I walk in the room, the first thing I need to do is look that person in the eye and smile uh, and shake their hand and and whatnot. So, you know, when when you're thinking about the, the right attitude and headspace to be in, positivity is key. And what comes with that is smiling. Now, on that note, like I said, positivity is key with building the right attitude and on positivity. You are going to be asked a lot of questions in the interview, obviously, but the first one you'll probably get, or one of the first ones you might get, is why you're getting out of the military. And that is a, it's actually a tougher question than you might think, because most of the time, our natural inclination is we're getting out of the military because we're tired of the bullshit. That's really the honest answer more often than not. Maybe you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you're tired of the deployments. Maybe... You're tired of getting yelled at, you hate wearing the uniform, whatever it is. Usually it's something negative that is pushing us out, but that's not what they want to hear, right? Like they don't know that either. Most people, you know, they they weren't in the military more often than not. They don't understand. And they're not asking because they want to trick you. But the question is actually tricky because you need to be positive about why you're getting out. And so when you get asked that question, and I, you know, I still get that question. People ask me, why, why did I get out? And you always have to maintain that positive mindset. What, what, is, what were you looking forward to about getting out, not looking backwards, right? Nobody wants to hear about anything, you know, anything in the past. They want to hear moving forward. What, where are you going? What is your trajectory? What is your direction? And your direction is you're looking for an opportunity to succeed based on, on your own results and what you deliver. That is the golden answer when you're getting out is uh, the fact that you're looking for a meritocracy, a, a system or a process that promotes people who get things done and are results-driven individuals, because we all know the military is not always that way. Everybody has, I know everybody listening and every veteran who's ever served had some sort of frustration with the promotion system and how it didn't always promote the best person. It had a lot to do with time and rank, time and grade had a lot to do with what kind of job did you fill, who took, who did the most extra billets or, or, or extracurriculars within the unit or whatever, or who, you know, set high to the CO the most or whatever it is. Like a lot of times it's a little stupid bullshit like that that gets people ranked higher, promoted more in the military. But in the private industry, more often than not, it has, it, it has a lot more to do with who's getting shit done who is, is a results-driven individual? Because if you're impacting the bottom line or you're helping your, your team or your department like meet the goals that they need to, which are all related to the bottom line in the private industry, that, that's, that's what it's all about. And so you need to have your mind focused on that. And that's what you're looking forward to and not looking on the past. It's okay to mention that, hey, the military wasn't this way and that's why I'm looking forward to it. But you really don't want to dwell on the past and the negative. You want to focus on the positive. And you're going to get asked that question. So just be, be prepared for it and have a positive-oriented uh, mindset towards it. 
Now, there's two things I want to point out when it comes to attitude and, and kind of how you are projecting yourself in the interview that I think are really important. The first one is don't fucking curse, all right? And obviously, there's a, a, some irony there, but you would be surprised how often I've been in interviews and people start cursing. And honestly, I don't understand why people think it's even remotely appropriate to curse. What I see happen, I think, is people interview with me, they're veterans, they know I'm a veteran, and they think it's time to like be buddy-buddy. If I met them at a bar at the airport, absolutely. They, if they want to drop a few cuss words, like, I could care less. But when you're interviewing for a job, that is not the time to take risks, right? That is not the time to, to take your, your, your interview hat off and put on your buddy-buddy hat. Because guess what? You're interviewing for a job. You're not there to be my friend. And curse words will never help you, and they will absolutely, more often than not, hurt you. So don't fucking cuss in your interview. It will not help you. It is never a good idea. You would be surprised how many people slump into that military mindset and they start dropping curse words in an interview. Terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Secondly, no sirs and ma'ams. It is so hard to turn this off. It really is because, you know, for me, I was in a military family. My parents, when I was a kid, uh, had me and my brother had to address my mom and dad as sir and ma'am. When I was at the academy, sirs and ma'ams, obviously, and then on active duty, sirs and ma'ams. It's a really hard habit to break, no matter how long you've been in. And so it's really important that you remember, no more sirs and ma'ams at all. Under any circumstances, there's no one you're interviewing with that expects a sir and a ma'am. Nobody. So so don't do it. It sets the wrong tone. You're not going to get in trouble for it. They're not going to be mad about it. But what you're telling them is you're still in the military. You still have the military mindset on. Even though you're still on active duty when you're interviewing for jobs outside, you need to show them that you're ready to be on the outside and that you're not stuck on the inside. You don't want any question as to whether or not you're ready to work for their company in a private situation, private industry that has nothing to do with the military. So no sirs and ma'ams at all. So you know, just wrapping this all up, preparation, right? Attitude starts with preparation. So do that research. Think about all these things ahead of time. Focus on, on, on how you're going to, you know, mentally walk yourself through the interview and all these things that you need to focus on so that as you're doing them, you're not thinking about them anymore because you've already rehearsed it in your head. You've already thought about this. You've done the research. Uh, and, and going through that process is going to build that confidence. And if you build that confidence, you're going to be able to naturally smile. And if you're smiling, that's going to pull that positivity out of you right? Like that's the key. Okay. You want to prep that builds confidence that helps you smile, make, makes your smile more natural because it's coming from that place of natural confidence. And then, and then that smile is going to help you exude that positivity. And that positivity is going to make that interviewer like you. Nobody likes a negative Nancy. People like people who are positive. So be a positive person doing some alliteration here. Um, and then, and then lastly, don't cuss and no sirs and ma'ams. Remember you are getting out of the military. It's not appropriate time. Okay. In the private industry, people cuss. You do not have to worry about that, but in an interview, that is not the time to do it. So don't cuss, no sirs and ma'ams. As always guys, if you have any questions, please email me pat at transitionvetcoach.com. And if you want to check out, check out the blog associated with this transitionvetcoach.com, check it out. We have a blog for every podcast. The podcast itself is actually is actually posted there as well. Maybe that's where you're listening from. Um, but as always, thanks for listening. Uh, again, we always end every podcast with the same quote, Winston Churchill quote, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. No matter how many times you're successful, keep pushing. No matter how many times you fail, pick yourself back up, 
push, uh, keep pushing. The courage that you developed in the military is going to pay dividends as you go through this process because every veteran who gets out does a lot of interviews and they get uh, some some number of no's. Maybe it's one no, maybe it's 99 no's. They get no's and the confidence that you developed in the military is going to help you get through that. And it's going to help you uh, go through all those interviews that you need to to get that job that you want to get. Um, and so just remember, that's that's my favorite quote because no matter how well you're doing or how bad you're doing, it, it, it really always reminds me to just keep pushing. So as always, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Check out transitionvetcoach.com for all our posts, uh, blog posts, all, all the podcasts, everything else. Email me if you need anything. Always happy to help. That's it for this time. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. You've been listening to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. For more transition tips and content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for your service and all you do. As always, if you have any questions, email Pat directly at pat at transitionvetcoach.com. <laughs>